Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and with me is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and Christian life as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Yes. So today we're going to continue our our kind of leisurely, not in chronological order... (laughs) Jumping between all four gospels, yes. gospel stories, keeping it interesting, keeping it, there keeping it interesting. Like and, t- it. and today we're going to dive into uh, parables, a parable okay. that Jesus teaches. Uh, but to kind of frame it for us, we're going to pick a parable that Jesus actually looks at the disciples and says, "Okay, guys, this is what it actually means." So there's a mm. parable, but then there's Jesus teaches them what the parable is. So we're going to go to m- the you. book of Mark, okay, and in chapter four. Uh, Jesus talks about the um, parable of the sower uh, and how this works out. So if you would read for us, Mark 20, chapter 4, verse 1 through 20. It's a lot of verses. Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, listen, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and yielded it no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive. And may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path, where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that are sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Yeah, so a lot of people, when they, um, one of their objections to faith oftentimes is, okay. is I, I can't hear God speak. Okay. Like, or, or the word is confusing. And, mm. and here's a perfect example, right? Where Jesus actually, right in the middle of this verse, verse uh, 11, right? He said to them, you've been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables. Yeah, everything. Right? Everything. Yeah. Everything doesn't make sense until you figure out what is the key to make it make sense. That's right. Right? Yeah. And, and then he says, 
so that they may indeed see but not perceive and may indeed hear, indeed hear but not understand. Right. Jesus himself says, hey, the word of God is a little bit confusing <laughs> if you don't understand right. what it's all about. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be easy because lest they should turn and be forgiven. Mm. We don't, we follow Jesus and he teaches us, but there is a layer of, we actually have to work to figure this out, right? Use our it's, brains. It's, yeah, yeah. it's not completely Re-study. straightforward. I mean, it is straightforward. <laughs> Jesus went to the cross to pay a debt for us, shedding his blood uh, as the atonement for our sins so that we could spend eternity with God the Father. But instead of leaving us sinless to die a death that would leave us dead, he also descended into the grave and rose again so that we could have eternity, right? right. Okay, perfect. Okay. Simple. Easy. Easy. But there's a <laughs> ton of other pieces that just, it's hard for us to understand. And so yeah. this parable of the sower, um, Jesus does what he does. He takes a, a kind of farming analogy, which is we have to work at this to understand it. Yeah. Um, because it's not the analogy that we would have today. Um, so having grown up on a farm, I can tell you nobody for a really long time has planted crops this way. Right? We just like throwing them on the Yeah, we don't walk what around. What happens happens, we're good. We don't walk around with we're bags, good. bags tied around our waist so yeah. that we can just toss seed. And you got to figure out like how to evenly <laughs> spread uh, seed all over the field. Now we have machines for this, right? Uh-huh. Like we've, we yeah, have, now, we, yeah. We have automated uh, this world. And, and here's something for you to kind of ponder in your quiet moments. Um, our, our modern automation and the way we do things has actually confused our understanding of the word of God. Hmm. It's almost like in our world That's, today, yeah, the modern that. technology of this world has actually become our towers of Babel. Right. right? Just, we, right. Can, we can wrestle through that when we start to realize we think we can do a lot of things mm-hmm. because we've created a machine that can do the one thing that we want it to do. Right. And then right. we keep creating more and more machines and we feel like we're in charge of everything, but really all we're doing is running around making the machine, machines work. Right. Um, so, you know, there's this, this weird reality <laughs> for us. Um, I'll get off my little soapbox. Oh, <laughs> as we, as we, you know, read scripture, particularly the gospels, we have this luxury of putting ourselves right into the story, mm-hmm. sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, and we got to wrestle through this, right? So Jesus takes out a farming story. Sometimes it's a fishing story. And he try, he's teaching spiritual truth uh, in that. He's trying to teach it because we're, we're a little slow. Uh, we we are don't pick slow. it up. <laughs> so here's his disciples. They hear the parable. And they don't get it. So we're first we're gonna And they don't get it. I love that. First we're gonna unpack the parable. Okay. And then we're gonna unpack Jesus telling us what the parable is about, right? Gotcha. So um so he has a bunch of people by the sea, large crowd gathered about him, gets in a boat, uh, sits out on out in the sea while the crowd crushes down onto the beach and he teaches them, right? right. So he did um, this a fair bit this way, yes. Yeah, we're, there's in, just we're, so in Mark, many we're in Mark chapter four. This is this is, this is kinda on. one of the first yeah, spots. Okay. So uh, you know, he could have gotten in trouble for teaching in a new way, in a new venue. You know, the religious people would have said, oh, man, this is not the way we do it. This nobody is, yeah. nobody teaches from a boat on, on the shore. And I wonder if it's because kind of his stuff. voice carried over the water better. 
Could be. Could be. People. He would know about the uh, the acoustics across <laughs> the lake. We live on a small lake. He there would have is created a, There that, is a so campground yeah. uh, quite a ways across the lake from us, but at night, those people sound like they are in our living room. They're loud, um, yeah. And But they're not really loud. They're just doing their normal thing. Well, they're thing, just but, talking. But, but they're out on the water, and, the, and, and there's sound waves uh, kind of collect and augment and fire across water in a different mm-hmm. way. So, yeah, he wouldn't, Jesus would have known that. Of course he would have. Everybody yeah. else would have probably experienced that. Yeah, but I'm maybe he wouldn't have thought about teaching from a lake in a boat, but he right. did. Yeah. So then he gets out there and he says, behold, listen, right? And he's like, hey, gets their attention. He says, the sower goes out to sow seed. Now, like I said, we have to remember how this worked. Literally, it means somebody would be walking along with a basket or a bag of seed yeah. and they would reach their hand in and they would throw it. And the idea here is you've got to actually do this in a kind of rhythmic way okay. to uh, evenly spread the seed all over the ground. And now, but okay, honestly, sometimes I do this when I'm planting my flowers because I yeah. I have very little patience for planting things, mm-hmm. um, and then I get very frustrated when nothing grows because, <laughs> like, literally the birds eat it. It, the weeds take over. Yeah, like uh, I have to be so intentional with the seeds that I plant if I want to have any yield. Yeah, which is why... So who who planted this way? Did, like, really? Up until, like, the invention, the modern industrial revolution and machines... So it must have been everybody. so exciting to get a harvest. Like, it must have been a really big deal. Well, yeah, yeah. And Like, I now mean, we're like, oh, yeah, good, I expected that. And there but, was different ways, right? Like, we prepare the fields and get them all ready and then yes. put the seeds in and then cover it all back up in one fell swoop, they would spread the seeds and then turn the dirt and hope. And hope. That's how I plant. Yeah. Right? And hope. Um, Lots and, of hope. And there is that. So so we have to understand that that's what Jesus is talking about, this this way of, te- of planting the feed or the seeds. And then he sowed. Some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other f- seeds fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil and immediately it sprang up since it was of no depth of soil. And then the sun rose and scorched it, since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no grain. And other seeds fell to the good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding uh, 30 and 60-fold and 100-fold. Mm-hmm. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm. So what do you think churches in, in the modern world, or at any time, okay. would have done with that parable? What do you mean? Well, how would we have applied this to people's lives? Well, we need to help farmers because they clearly don't know where to put oh, the seed. Oh, I see. Like very literal, you mean? Very literal. In terms very of... Very literally, this would turn not into... Not a parable. This would turn into... Jesus is telling us that farmers don't know how to get seed into the good soil. So we need to, we need to teach them what, what soil is about. They don't know how to plant crops. They yes. don't know how to feed or, themselves. Or they don't know how to control the birds. Uh-huh. So we have to ha- we have to well, help can them. you though honestly we have to figure out how- scarecrows. Oh, we have right. to figure out how to teach them how to get the birds to go away. <laughs> okay, fair. I'm not um, a farmer, clearly. Obviously, yeah, no. <laughs> we have to teach them how to pull weeds. We have to teach oh, them. Oh well, yeah. And that's not the point. It's no. It is the point, but it's not. It's the his point. example, but it's, it's the not examples the point. that is the point. Like there are yeah. seeds that land in places that don't grow. Yeah. But that's not what he's teaching, and this is where he's saying, right. "Look, it's a confusing thing." Right? Yeah, and I love you that he says that. You have to sort your way through. So the seed is scattered by hand. Mm-hmm. It's not the way that we do it now. And the reality is, when you read this, it's the parable of the sower. Yeah. But it probably should, whoever named it, maybe got it wrong. Because it's much more a parable of the soils. 
Of the soil, yeah. Right? It's about where That's the seeds... That's what you called it earlier today, and I was like, what are you talking it's about? It's where the seeds land, yeah, okay, right? Fair. It's where the seeds end up, and the seeds that produced, produced at different levels. So even right. when you get the good seed... pH was off. Even, even when you get the good seed, you've got to actually figure out how to have... Um, or how to reconcile the fact that some seed is better than the others. Right. Right? More productive. Right. I shouldn't say better. <laughs> um, so, so you see these all these things, and, and, and it was clear that the people didn't get it. Yeah. And the no, way that we know that it's clear is that Jesus had to take the people that were with him, the closest, and say, But I do. Okay, hold on, guys. I do love that. <laughs> like, they waited, right? And when he was alone, yeah. those around him with the 12 asked him, what was that about? Yeah. Like, so they didn't ask him when he was teaching. They didn't, they waited, you know, kind of like the whole parent thing when you disagree, you wait till after and be like, what, dude, what was yeah. that? What was the yeah. deal there? Yeah. Well, they, and I mean, granted he found his, his disciples by calling fishermen. So they could have been like, Jesus. That's true. We don't do that. Like, like you I something don't know that we understand. I'm not getting it. I'm, I'm not getting not what you're picking up what you're laying down. Uh, yeah. Um, so Anyways, he says to them that, that part, asked. right. You've been given the secret of the kingdom. And then he kind of gives yeah. that part that I read earlier. Mm-hmm. And then he applies it in one sentence. Yeah. The sower sows the word. Yes. And right at that moment you go, oh, this isn't about dirt. Oh. This isn't about this plants. This isn't about plants. This is about people. This is, this is about, about the, gospel the gospel and people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you start to see that like the... Suddenly the, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like the the soils become almost this this version of heart conditions of people mm, that hear right. the gospel yeah. and, and you have, um, you know, the soil that's on the, the path, the yes. hard path, the hard path, people down, have packed it down. Over. It's not going to take anything. Things mm. don't grow there. It probably doesn't um, even take water. It's so hard packed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, there's no off. loose soil for the seed to take any root. Um, this is possibly, you could think about this as a life that's been beaten down. Right, mm. years of rejecting God's truth, making it difficult for God's word to mm. get through and take root. Right, it could be the person that can still hear the seed or the word of God, and it just lies there on the surface. Yeah, they don't ever let, they don't ever think about it, let it penetrate their heart, and then eventually, what happens? It tells us that the birds come in and mm. tuck, chuck it away. Yep, the birds are Satan, yeah, enemies of God. They come in, they eat the seed, and the person forgets the importance of the word altogether. Right. right. These are these people that didn't mean hear the gospel, but it doesn't doesn't transform them in any way. It doesn't doesn't grab their hmm. their mind. It doesn't grab their affections. It doesn't grab their attention, and yeah. they don't they don't hear it. Um, I don't know what the statistic is now in evangelism, but okay. I was always told that somebody needs to hear a clear gospel oh, mm-hmm. presentation. Which, by the way, I have done in this podcast. It wasn't that hard. But have you done it seven times? But I haven't done it seven <laughs> times because people need to hear it seven yeah, times. I've heard that on too. average before they actually have some heart transformation, where they actually begin to uh, receive what God is teaching them. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham used to get asked all the time, mm-hmm. "How many people came to faith at your rallies?" And he would say, "We'll see next year when we come back." Yeah, I know. I know. Right? I remember that. How many of these people mm-hmm. will actually will it stick? Yeah. <laughs> will it take root? Yeah. Will it grow? Yeah. Who um, will grow? Because and... there's always there's always the other people, right? Yeah. Which is the rocky soil, right? Mm-hmm. 
People respond to God's call uh, in the days or weeks that follow. They don't make the choices that need to happen for them to put down roots. They forget to tell people about what they've done. They don't read their Bible. They don't pray. They don't stick around with the people that go to church. They don't change any of their actual behaviors or habits. And all of a sudden they go, "Uh, maybe I didn't really care. Maybe I didn't mean it. Right. What what honors Jesus? What doesn't? They just keep going. So then you start to realize they had some kind of an emotional response, likely. Likely. um, at, at whatever place that they, they heard the gospel and, mm-hmm. and the desire to make Jesus Lord of their lives falls away fairly quickly. Right, right. Um, they don't want to actually do the hard work of putting down roots. So there was just enough to have a little bit of a plant spring up and everybody kind of looks and goes, yes. Yes. And then gone. Gone. And you don't know what to do with it. Um, so and that can are, actually last a, t- a fair bit of time. Yeah. That soil and that into that yeah. well, springing up sometimes weak it roots, no roots or whatever, yeah, right? Sometimes it takes a little bit. Um, so then when trials or temptations come, right. this is where it can last, they have no foundation. Yeah. There's no spiritual roots. This is where it falls apart for the them. Winds, uh, the winds blow them, blow them away. Yeah. Right? Like you can have windstorms that are so strong oh, yes. that they'll actually pull the plants right out by the roots. And everybody's like, no, that never happens. And I'm like, it happens to trees. That's true. Right? Like, yeah. There, there are trials and temptations in the world that can take out massive trees in their roots, right? So yeah, yeah. when you start to think about the parable and transfer it across to, to us, you start to realize this is a pretty serious deal. Third one, right? Serious, You'll yeah. become like the thorny ground, mm-hmm. right? Or the, the seed that lands in the thorny ground. Will you uh, allow a relationship or a desire for a thing choke yep. out your love for Jesus? Yeah. This is where you see those people who are going along in faith and something comes along and it just snuffs the life out of their faith because right. they want that thing more than they want Jesus. And yes. it's heartbreaking when you see that. So um, uh, there's a, myself and, and we live in an area that has a small Bible college in it. Um, so there's a few of us that are in competition at the local used bookstore. To, oh, to I was get, like, what year were you going get, with this? To get to the best oh. used books. Okay. And it's heartbreaking when you find somebody oh. who is a student that you knew at the Bible college and they just dumped all of their textbooks. Yeah. All of the ones that would have been good. Like, so, you know, not everybody is designed and, and wants to sit down and read a systematic theology. That, that is very true. But if you're going to dig into your faith and you already owned it and you already know what's in there, why would you give it away? I don't, okay, total full disclosure. I don't know if I've ever reread my textbooks from Bible college after my class ended. I didn't give them away. I still have them. No, some you of them. St- I still have them. Well, no, they're still technically mine. On my bookshelf. But <laughs> I also that's my, that's my point, though. When you're going through and you see this great book, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is a fantastic book. I've been looking for it for a while. And yeah. you open up the cover and you go, oh, they're giving it away. And then you start to, you, your mind Maybe well, I no, should check in true. on them. And you look at it and you're like, oh, their social media makes it pretty clear that yeah. they have decided they're not walking in faith right. anymore. Well, There's, even you know, the, you got a, I won't say who, but you got a box of books the other day um, from someone you know quite well. Yeah. And they said, we thought you might like them, pick through them, what you don't want, just get rid yeah, of them. And, there's some and good they ones. were good, solid books. And I was like, why are they getting rid of these? Yeah, I no. was like worried. Now some people, right? Like it's it's. And, I mean, some they people are do that. And, and so I'm, that's and, probably part. And of I it. will give my spiel. I'll get right back on another soapbox. Oh dear! Here we go. I love tangible books. I want to hold it yes, in my hands. Yes, that's your I literally thing. I'm sitting here right sure. now 
with two books in front of me. I know. Me. I have books too. Um, I like books. I have a spreadsheet with all of the books that I have in my office. You are nerdy with the, that way. With the author's name, the Dewey Decimal System of where they belong in the 200 series because that is the theology section. Of course. And uh, the, the title of the book. That way when I'm out looking somewhere and I'm looking at a book and I'm like, hey, I'm not sure if I have this book. It looks pretty good. I can look and make sure that I don't buy a second one of a book that I already have. Yes, that would be Unless terrible. Unless I'm going to intentionally buy the book to yes. give it to somebody else, which I do all the time. You do. And our son benefits from that quite often. And everybody says, well, why don't you just go digital? You could save a ton of money. And I'm like, oh, yeah? What about when the world falls apart and there's no more electricity <laughs> okay. and That's there's a no more That's a whole different thing, honey. <laughs> you have no books and I have all the books. And oh. who's going to be coming? Who becomes the library then? Oh, it'll be me. And some okay. of my friends All around right. the country that have their own right. big libraries. Right. So yes. books are the cool books kids are the way version go. of prepping for the end times. There you go. Yeah. It's, Moving yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> we we won't say what I think about all of that. Yeah, yeah. She, my books are in an office, not where she looks at them because... Well, you just have too many. You have so many. I look at some of them, but... I could say the number, but I would feel Don't say like that. I was bragging. Yeah, that's fair. But it's a lot. Okay. Um, All right. As I I've, said, I've hit on. as we've said, we've already admitted. I've hit a spot where people people just assume that I want their books. That is true. Like, like people you don't even know. People, people that have heard from someone else. Yeah, I have such a weirdo. I have received books from people I don't even know directly. This week, what? actually, you got a box of books. Like, oh my goodness. Okay, you, guys, you we're got, just going to move on because yeah, I I can't get so going on. Anyway, this. if you have <laughs> books that are really cool, okay, stop it. Can, no. <laughs> All right. Okay, so thorny ground. The things take root, <laughs> and something takes your heart away from Jesus. Right, if yeah. If I'm alive, my books are all about Jesus, so I can love my books because my books are about Jesus, who I love more and than my books. you don't love your books more than Jesus. I love Jesus more than my books. That's good. That's why I have books about Jesus, and that's I don't good. have hobbies, so it's all good. Well, that's not totally My hobby is getting books about You're, Jesus. Yeah, acquiring so books. <laughs> but this thing chokes out the relationship with God and prevents us from shaping uh, prevents us from being shaped into who God wants us to be because we decide we want something else, hmm. right? That's those thorns coming up and choking us out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a seed that could have grown but didn't. Right. And then finally there is the seeds that hit hmm. the good ground. But even there, there's 30-fold, 60-fold, yes. 100-fold. I know, it's interesting, hey, that they, and they, oh, by threes always, right? <laughs> 30, mm. 60, 100. That's not by three. Well, there's three things. <laughs> oh, three things. I Sorry. I'm like, that would be 30, 60, 90. <laughs> this is why I don't teach math. No, yeah. it's the three, there's yeah, three no, things. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm following you now. But, you? but the idea there is there's actually a process in this world for us to understand. Like some people are going to be better at evangelizing or, mm. or, well, there, or discipling people, people or yeah, whatever. It's right. like some seed produces more seed again. Well, it is like what Paul even said, right? Yep. You sow it, someone else waters it. It's the Holy Spirit that makes it grow. So yeah. um, yeah. It, it's we can't make anything grow yeah. within us. No. There's nothing we can do, but no. we are told to sow. Yeah. And so he, Jesus kind of goes through this whole thing and says, look, I'm going to explain this for you guys. Yeah, I love that. And he does that for this parable. Yes. But if you keep reading, okay. there's the parable of the seed growing, and there's the parable of the mustard seed, and there's the oh, yeah. there's more parables. Like Those ones are, are directly after this. Yeah. He doesn't explain those. He's like, I've already given you the key. This is about people's hearts, their affection for Jesus, and the word of God. Yeah. That's, that's the key to understanding all of this. When we, re- when we read these parables, 
We have to come back to that every single time. The question is, you know, the parable of the mustard seed. It's not that a little seed can grow big and, like, do crazy things because it's a big tree now. Right. It's about what our little bit of faith can be, can, yeah. can it's about do faith. Yeah. in the hands of God. Yeah. Right? It's about, it's about what God can do in us. It's about, it's about how the effect is multiplied when our affections are landing squarely on Jesus and the way that he wants us to live our, our life. Yeah. Uh, verse 20, right, ends up being that promise, but those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, right? So one of the things is, one of the things is we need to actually be bearing fruit. Yes. We need to actually hear the word, wrestle it through, and then don't worry about the production. Hmm. That's God's deal. Yeah. Right? Our deal is hear the word, Bear fruit. Bear fruit. And then, uh, you know, as a reminder, if you, t- if you go just a little bit farther into verse 23, it says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Right, this which he second. said in verse 9 as well. Yeah, it's because this lamp under the basket part is, is also part of it. He's saying, don't hide what you know about me. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Let people see the light. Let people see the transformation that you have gone through. Let people see the faith that you have. Yeah. That's how we make ensure that we're landing in the good soil. So our prayer tonight, well, it's tonight when we're doing this, yeah. uh, is that you would you would be those seeds that land in the good soil. Mm-hmm. And here is, here is a kind of thought for you. Okay. If you know you're on path or rocky soil or thorny soil and you long to be in the good soil, mm. do the work. Do the work of studying the word, yeah, hearing what Jesus God's is word. teaching you, yeah. and letting your heart be turned, the soil of it be turned by Jesus, so that you can bear fruit mm-hmm. in his name for his glory. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Till next time.